Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Happy Friday, Sky and Daniel back with you, joined by our brother Curly, dishing out the Week 15 NFL picks and checking in with our fantasy teams, those that are left anyway. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions to our email address, tckpod at gmail.com, and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Can you spell cat? Sightly spell it. Gentlemen, good morning. How are we? Doing fantastic. Three out of six teams are still in the playoffs, so I'm doing pretty good, but, uh, uh, all three of those teams, they have really weird and terrible matchups this this week. So it's not looking it's not looking great, unfortunately. Do you have yeah. Mike? You have Mike Williams in any of those leagues? Not any. I'm pretty sure I dropped him a few weeks ago for like. You know, so did everybody else. Don't feel bad. <laughs> ridiculous for a receiver that was actually getting targets. You mean? Uh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, um, let's get into it, man. We got a we got a couple games left in our fantasy leagues, which we'll get into here at the end of the episode. But I am back in Eugene. Flew overnight uh, to get back here to my humble abode, so I'm back in uh, back in beautiful 
Oregon. It's it's beautiful today. I'm stoked to keep the uh, sunshine weather uh, upon my back, which is really nice. But Daniel, once again, thank you to you and your lovely wife Sarah for having us uh, having me in and um, and uh, you know hosting me for the the week there plus and had a great time in the Bay. Hope to be back real soon and um, let's crush this out before we get into the games. Uh, I want to recap last week. Last week, uh, Daniel took down another one, a close match here, ten to six on the on the week. And uh, Curly and I both at nine and seven. Curly's still in the lead, but it's getting close down the stretch Ooh. here. 31, 76, and two in first place. Daniel, uh, three back, 128, 69, and two. And I'm five back, 126, 81, and two. I have a couple more gut calls this week, so we'll see what happens. But this is one of those weeks where uh, a lot of our picks are similar. So we'll see if anything uh, actually budges here uh before we get into our picks this week let's jump into last night's game uh thursday night football chargers and the chiefs a wonderful game i started watching the game in the airport i watched the first drive um uh, let's see rivers throws a pick i had to board the plane i text you guys saying as soon as i get off i want justin jackson to have two touchdowns as soon as i turn on my phone mike williams has two touchdowns <laughs> Just <laughs> it was an interesting just as everyone predicted, I got home just in time to catch basically the last maybe 10 minutes of the game. Um, hell of a matchup, though. The Chargers uh, Chargers come up with the W. Uh, I was the only one to pick the Chargers in my upset of the week. Uh, you guys both went to the Chiefs. Um, not uh, not a crazy call there, obviously. Uh, but any reflections last week uh, on last night's game? Curly, we'll start with you. Uh, DP had a quick stat of the day this morning uh, saying that uh, people with the name Williams combined for about 37 points out of a total out of the total 56 points or so that were scored. So that was an interesting stat. Mm -hmm. Go Williams is, but I, I, I Chiefs. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the Chiefs because you know Andy Reid's track record in the playoffs, and that was pretty much you know that, that was pretty much a playoff game. So absolutely, that makes me a little nervous. And yeah, it looks like Chargers are just kind of getting stronger and strong, and they're like they're getting more and more injured, but they're getting stronger and stronger. And really, two impressive wins this um, these past two weeks. So it's getting it's getting spicy. Daniel? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't have a whole lot to add. If I'm honest, I, I've been so busy the last couple of days. I didn't even watch the game. I haven't really. I haven't honestly given much a, a analysis to it, other than just. Uh, uh, praising the the heroic fantasy performance of Damian Williams. Thank God I put him put him in my lineup fairly last minute. So kind of uh, seems like that, like that was the right call. But uh, yeah, uh, everything you guys sounds good. I still think the Chiefs are fine. I still think they'll win the AFC. But uh, but uh, yeah, you definitely see you know some some chinks in the armor there regarding their defense and um, you know uh, uh, the loss. And whatnot, but I think ultimately, I think they'll be just fine. I think this was sort of a fluky last-minute thing. Uh, these oftentimes these games that are decided by such a close margin could go really either way, um, and uh, I don't think the Chargers necessarily just outplayed the Chiefs. Uh, I think they did, you know, did well when it counted, and that's great. But uh, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. One thing I took away is that Patrick Mahomes is fucking sick, dude. Mm. This kid it took is, you. It took you. What are we? Yeah. What are we? Oh, week, 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 what? Week here. Yeah, bro. I've been holding out. I've been telling you guys. I'm, I've been waiting for him to beat the Chargers. Hater. He still, he still hasn't. So, if he's able to win next week, we'll see. Um, but damn, dude, he's <laughs> he's it's like nice Michael Vick and Russell Wilson like put together, dude. He's so sick. It's like it's it's nice to see some some growth from you, Scott. You're also and on our podcast that we recorded yesterday. He even went so far as to praise Russell Wilson. 
<laughs> hey man, like I like I mentioned yesterday, all right? This isn't about us. I put my differences aside. This is about the people. We're here to give we're here to give give uh everybody a fair chance once they earn it. No, all jokes aside, man, Pat Mahomes is sick, dude. He had a couple He's plays amazing. where he should have been sacked. Any other quarterback, basically not uh Russell Wilson in the league, uh, would have been sacked for a 25-yard loss, scrambles around, throws a seed to Tyreek Hill for a, a first down instead of the of that. Um, the touchdown he threw uh, was an incredible um, scramble as well. Uh, just consistently getting it done. He's got the wheels to pick up the first downs too. Just a really, really smart player. Um, and I think that you see – one thing I'm going to talk about in the offseason, depending on the quarterbacks coming in and then reflecting on the rookie quarterbacks this year, is that you see – rarely when and it didn't happen with any of these rookies this year they all got thrown into the fire because their quarterbacks ahead of them were terrible and their teams were terrible so they went for it but I think back to Aaron Rodgers back in 2005 when he sat behind Brett Favre I know he was pissed I know a lot of people in the league like what are you doing you know Favre's washed yada yada but Rodgers came out of the gate swinging and he was ready to go pro as soon as he hit the field and you see that with Mahomes sitting last year behind Alex Smith and learning seeing the game speed getting a couple snaps here and there and he he came in you know right on pace and so I think that's something really important to pay attention to with these rookie quarterbacks moving forward the the Browns and the Jets tried to do that this year but they just you know they get too excited and totally they get impatient like I want to see what 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 this guy has and they they just get too excited and they can't hold out and injuries too yeah, it's also worth noting that Alex Smith was quite good last year too for for the Chiefs. So they had sure. they had no reason to to rush. Mm-hmm. I think you know the Browns were dealing with with Tyrod Taylor who got hurt early and generally isn't very good. Uh, the Jets have nobody else uh, basically. <laughs> so, so you know I kind of understand, but but uh, but yeah, your point was taken. I think it worked well ultimately for for Mahomes' development. It's just really cool to see because we all kind of think of him and, and often refer to him on this podcast as a rookie quarterback, which he isn't technically. Yeah, right. Um, but this is his first year, really. And to see him doing what he's doing on any level, I mean, this is better than Manning, Breeze, uh, you know, Brady, Rodgers, any of this shit. The numbers he's putting up and the way that he's doing it, um, his athletic ability, his arm strength, left-handed throws – Shit like, I mean, it just, it's pretty unbelievable. So, um, shouts to Mahomes, man. He's the real deal for sure and hopefully stays healthy moving forward. Let's get into these games here. Uh, Chargers get the win 23-28 on a two-point conversion to Mike Williams. Huge game for Mike Williams, of course. And uh, shouts if you put him in on your lineup on accident. Uh, if not, then uh, no big deal there. Nobody else did either. Let's move on the first game. It's actually Saturday, which is tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, we have two Saturday games this week, the Texans and the Jets and the Browns and the Broncos. The first one here, Houston 9-4 and four, heads into uh, New Jersey to take on the 4-9 and nine Jets. The Texans have allowed 24 or fewer points in nine consecutive games. Uh, Curly, what are you doing here? Texans. Yep, Texans all the way. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Houston recovered. Lamar Miller actually has a big game against tech, uh, uh, the Jets' awful – uh, uh, Russian defense. So uh, I think everybody eats on, on Houston this week. I agree. And, and to, uh, to continue my just praise of players I was talking shit on in the preseason, I got to <laughs> expect it. I got to expect a huge game for Lamar Miller as well. He's got multiple hundred yard games in the last few weeks. Uh, but also this is probably going to be a rainy game in, in, uh, 
in New Jersey, and I think that the Jets are just horrendous all around. But I actually think that um, Deshaun Watson will be a, a bit tamed this week just with the rain, and he hasn't been thrown much anyway and touchdowns and things. So Hopkins will get his, but I think Lamar Miller could potentially have a ton of touches and have a big game here as well. So trifecta for the Texans. Moving on, uh, the Browns head into Denver. Uh, both of these teams, <laughs> both of these teams are technically not eliminated yet from the playoffs. Which I gotta love that the Browns are still in the playoff hunt in Week 15, baby. The Browns five seven and one, and the Broncos six and seven. This is the night game uh, tomorrow evening, Saturday. Uh, Denver has won 11 straight games versus Cleveland, dating back to 1991. Uh, Daniel, you're the odd man out here. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Broncos on this one. i kind of against my better judgment because I do think in many ways the Browns are the better team. But uh, I will say that the Broncos have been a completely different team at home than they have been on the road. Um, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I expect big games from, uh, uh, excuse me, Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. I, I expect uh, that they're going to have Mayfield running for his life. Um, and I think that ultimately their defense recovers from, from kind of some rough performances lately. Uh, and, and has also this have any bearing on on uh, the current sort of climate in the NFL? But just fun stat that I pulled up: the Browns have not won in Denver since 1990, mm. which, is kind of, which is kind of amazing. I don't know. Again, the Browns are, are a much different team now, so are the Broncos. So that doesn't really necessarily mean anything, but just kind of a fun stat that I pulled up. So uh, on a whim, I'm going to go ahead and take Denver. The Browns are actually a team now. <laughs> Go Browns. They look great. They're a real, real NFL football team. Welcome to the NFL, <laughs> the Browns. Uh, yeah, this is a super tough pick for me. Um, with the Bron Like you said, the Broncos playing in Denver, it's really tough. But I'm going to go with the Browns because the Broncos, you know, the Broncos are a bit one-dimensional now without Sanders at wide receiver. Um Philip Lindsay is amazing, but the Niners just shut him down last week. So the Browns might be able to slow the run game down a little bit, although the Browns defense is ranked 28th against the rush. So I imagine Lindsay should have a pretty good day. Um, but yeah, the Browns, they have Baker Mayfield, they have Chubb, and they look pretty good. So I think they'll be able to run it. They'll be able to pass it a little bit on this on this Broncos defense because, um, you know, we just saw the Niners throw it and run it pretty easily on the Broncos D. But again, they were on the road. Um, this is a much different defense at home. So this is a really tough game. Uh, but I got to go with the Browns just because of those injuries and so on. Fair enough. I'm going to go with the Browns as well. I'm definitely worried about the pass rush, but I think that the Browns will have enough to get it done even on the road. Uh, since the Browns fired their head coach and their offensive coordinator in week nine, they lead the NFL in yards per play, have allowed a league low three sacks. Uh, Baker Mayfield leads the NFL in yards per attempt. They have converted 14 of 14, 1,000% red zone opportunities into touchdowns, and that's per Rick Summerlin on Rotor World. So um, the Browns are certainly uh, – they are a real team. They're, they're getting it done, and I – going to be a, a huge game for them if the Broncos win this game I'm not going to be surprised at all they need to right. win this game to be considered uh Philip Lindsay could go nuts we'll talk about him in a second um at the end of the episode here but <clears throat> I just have a I don't know I got a hunch Denzel Ward being out for the Browns though almost made me switch my my pick but again uh I think that Browns defense is a little underestimated they give up a shit ton of yards um so they're not good in like fantasy world but in NFL they're still pretty solid and uh, I'm just maybe it's an upset, but uh, I'm going to go with the Browns here as well on Saturday night. Let's get into the Sunday night slate. 
uh, or excuse me, Sunday morning slates. Pardon me. Uh, we're going to go to the Titans seven and six and the Giants five and eight. Uh, let's see, Daniel, you're the odd man out once again. Give us a, yeah. give us a clue on the Giants here. I felt more confident about this before I found out just now that Odell Beckham is not going to play this week. Uh, but I, I'm still I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with it regardless. I actually think the Giants are a surprisingly good team. I think the Titans are quite vulnerable, particularly on the road. Uh, the Giants have won four out of five since the week nine bye. And it's worth noting that they put up 40 points on the Washington Redskins despite not having Odell Beckham. And the Redskins actually, for all their troubles offensively, actually uh, have, have, uh, have been pr- relatively formidable against the pass. So it's worth noting that, uh, that I think even with, even with Beckham out, they still stand a decent chance of winning this game against a very, very, very up-and-down Titans team. I think, if I'm honest, I think uh, uh, Saquon Barkley is going to – I think he stands the chance of single-handedly beating Tennessee. Tennessee has been very, very uh, somewhat vulnerable. Um, against the run so I think uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead and just take the team with with more talent uh, the Giants although I, I they will be shorthanded it is going to be a tough matchup uh, but uh, but I think they're just a better team still yeah I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants took this one uh, this is the uh, same thing with the last game we just talked about this is another really tough uh, pick for me I think it's going to be a tough matchup uh, I'm gonna go with the Titans on this one uh, even though Eli, <laughs> we've got a little bit of fool's gold with Eli Manning. He's playing really good, and I'm a little surprise, surprise. I'm a little concerned <laughs> they might not get rid of him this off season. Be like, eh, maybe we can get one more year out of old Eli. But uh, but yeah, no Odell Beckham this week. Um, so that's one reason why I'm picking the Titans. Um, Titans defense and the rushing and, and their run game. Um, you know, they can just really dominate a game, and they can really drain the clock. Um, so that if, if the Titans can get it rolling, they can just, you know, they can just drain the clock ASAP, uh, Titans defense, they're ranked number 17 against the rush. So I do expect to see quite a bit of Saquon time, uh, though the Jaguars last week, they had a hard time rushing, um, against the Titans. Um, so, so we will see, it's not a given, but I do, I mean, Saquon Barkley, he's just amazing. He's out of this world. So. Uh, it'll be a tough matchup, but I, I think the Titans, that that defense and that run game, I think uh, I think they'll take it. I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Uh, Odell being out is certainly a certainly a blast to not only the Giants but Sky's Listener League fantasy football team. But uh, we'll get that we'll get to that later on. Um, I'm going to take the Giants as well. I think, or excuse me, the Titans as well. Uh, Saquon Barkley is is a whole other beast. I would make a case that he's even the best just pound for pound running back in the NFL. Yeah. Apparently the most most talented for sure. Holy shit, dude. He is like, I keep waiting for him to have kind of a slow game. Like, like last year when, or sorry, uh, what is it? Two years ago when Zeke came on as a rookie, he was blowing everybody out. And then he played one game. I think it was first like Denver or something where he had like eight carries for nine yards. And we're like, okay, he's human. Oh dude. Saquon is just speeding up. He's an absolute beast. Anyway, um, the Titans, held Leonard Fournette last Thursday night as Derrick Henry was going off the chain for 200 plus and four touchdowns. Leonard Fournette on the other side had 14 carries for 36 yards against uh, these Titans here. So Saquon is better than Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to get his probably a touchdown, maybe even a hundred total yards. But I think overall as a team, if Marcus is healthy enough to get this moving, I think that uh, Derrick Henry could have not a repeat, all the way for sure, but potentially 80 to 100 yards and a touchdown or two, and Deion Lewis could get loose maybe. Um, I think Corey Davis could have a decent game in this one. So 
I, uh, I, I see the Titans pulling away overall here. Let's move on to the Dolphins and the Vikings. Uh, again, two teams who are technically still in the hunt, but uh, uh, an extreme long shot for both. Uh, the Dolphins are 7-6. and six. The Vikings, 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. Trifecta for the Vikings here, not very surprising to me because I also picked the Vikings, of course. But the Vikings look like shit yeah, on Monday I, Night Football, and the Dolphins that. just beat the Patriots, uh, albeit on a you know pretty horrible play that beat Sky's fantasy football no, it was, game. It was, it was but, the best play. It, was, it, was, it, should, it should go down in the highlight reels forever. Oh, yeah, really, really <laughs> extreme that Gronkowski can't run. Um, but I'm surprised that none <laughs> of you guys – None nobody, of you guys. Uh, nobody, nobody, nobody can stop Kenyon Drake. Don't. It's, he's unstoppable. It's not. It's not Gronk's fault. Uh, that's not true. The the Dolphins coaching staff can stop him. Jesus. <laughs> Adam Gase has definitely been the best defense for Kenyon Drake. That's for Jesus sure. Jesus Christ. Um, that being said, you guys have both been uh, on the Kenyon train, uh, but you're not going Dolphins here. Just Vikings at home too much. Vikings at home too much. Dolphins defense ranked 25 against the pass, so I expect. Terrible Kirk Cousins to have an easier matchup and to be able to throw it a little bit better, uh, even though he is really a really bad quarterback uh, most of the time against good defenses. Um, he's got great abilities, but he's just bad against good defenses. Uh, Dolphins defense is also ranked 29 against the rush, so I expect to see a lot more Dalvin Cook. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, like we said, playmaker Kenyon Drake, he will probably get about five to nine touches because – we don't know why. God I mean, I know he's not. I know he's not the bell cow back, but still, you got to get that ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. He can't he's get like, pa- he can't get past the Hall of Famer, man. What do you want him to do? I don't, know. I don't understand it. I don't know. It's a crazy play. It'll never. It'll never happen again. There's no. There's no. I don't think there's any analyzing crap like that. It's just. It's just one of those weird things that happens. It'll probably never happen again for them. Uh, or you know, and and uh, and it sucks for, for sucks for Skyler here. Yes, that's it does. Pretty, that's pretty much that's pretty much the end of my analysis. With <laughs> I don't think we can worry too much about it. Uh, the Dolphins are still bad, um, and they're particularly bad on the road. I think it's worth noting. Here's a fun stat I found. Hang on, just pulling it out. Oh, yeah, the Miami has lost five consecutive road games by an average margin of sixteen point four points. So Ooh, they've been being absolutely obliterated on the road. And Minnesota, for all their troubles, have won three out of their last four home games by at least seven points. Um, I will say that Minnesota is in serious trouble. Um, they looked awful on Monday night against the Seahawks. They responded with a classic panic move of scapegoating and firing an assistant. Um, it's very clear that that uh, all is uh, is not well over there, and there's a lot of panic in the organization. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be done here. He's going to have $84 million. Mike Zimmer is going to have fond memories of the time he was an NFL coach. Um, but uh, I, I, so I think I think yeah, I, I think they're in in for a lot of uh, a lot of overhaul here pretty soon. But uh, nevertheless, uh, against the Dolphins at home, uh, you got I think you got to take Minnesota. Minnesota has fewer fewer than three hundred yards of offense in four of the last five games. If they were playing any, you know, most other teams other than the terrible Dolphins at home, I probably would have picked the other team. The Vikings looked horrible on Monday night. Uh, Russell Wilson only threw for 79 yards, but it was enough to, you know, win the game by two touchdowns. Um, I think this just has, has to be a bounce back. I think I think Curly's boy Cousins is going to have a bounce back game. He's going to have to. Uh, Diggs and Thielen, I think, will do fine. It looks like Xavion Howard. Uh, the star defender, uh, defensive back for the Dolphins is trending out for this game. He's doubtful as of now. If he doesn't play, uh, they really don't have anybody to stop um, those two uh, receivers. 
I also believe that Dalvin Cook will have a huge game. I too will pick, uh, will pick the Vikings here at home. Let's move on to the Skins and the Jags. Uh, skins six and seven. Jags four nine. This one's a trifecta for the Jags. Uh, love to see that. I love to see that. I think I know why Daniel picked the Jags. Uh, but Curly, let me hear from you. Um, why are you picking the Jags over the over the the really? Skins? Is it? Well, hold on a second. Let me double check. Is Mark Sanchez actually the starting quarterback? No, I think it's no Josh, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson, okay. whoever. Sure. I don't even know who that is. I haven't done any research, and I, I don't know. He's the QB three from last week, baby. Fantasy wise, that's, that's right. QB four. QB four. Okay. He's QB four now. Well, I mean, he's QB one now, but he started at as QB four. He was on his no, couch no, no. Last I mean, week, I mean, I mean, in terms of fantasy points, he finished as the third highest scoring oh. last week. Oh my god! Playing in what a few drives? Something along. Oh my god! It's because he runs the ball, man. Anywho, so I yeah, I'm going with the Jags because they're playing at home and it, Leonard Fournette is still on their team, I think. Um, so, but yeah, I could just see the Jags defense shutting down Josh Johnson or whoever the heck is the quarterback for the Redskins. Uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, he's he's wearing down as the season goes on, so I don't expect him to do much. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the the. Redskins' run defense is pretty atrocious. Leonard Fournette's uh, going to be operating on some extra rest as they played on Thursday uh, last week. Uh, and, yeah, I think, I think he goes off. I don't think Cody Kessler is going to have to do much of anything. Uh, and I'm not buying that Josh Johnson's going to score a gazillion points uh, for the Redskins. So, so, yeah, definitely the Jags. I'll take the Jags as well. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette will have, you know, 30 carries in this game and just absolutely destroy the uh, Redskins eventually. Adrian Peterson is the only hope for the Redskins, but he'll be shut down by the Jags. Although they just gave up 236, 38 yards and four touchdowns to Derrick Henry. <laughs> so we'll see if AP's got a little juice in him, but I don't think enough. And uh, if Cody Kessler can just not be Blake Bortles, I think they'll win this game going away, especially at home there. Let's move on to the uh, Cal- – oh, fun, uh, fun little quip here. I forgot to mention the Jaguars are averaging – uh, this year, 16.3 points per game, which is the fewest since 2014. Uh, so not even uh, two, f- two touchdowns and a field goal here per week for the Jags, but I think that's enough to beat the Redskins even still. <laughs> Let's move on to the boys and the Colts. This is an actual um, – this game's a big game, actually, for uh, two teams in each conference here. The boys, eight and five, looking to stay atop of the NFC East, and the Colts trying to keep pace with the uh, Texans. Colts play much, much better at home. I'm the odd man out here. Uh, I'm going to take the boys. And basically this comes down to I don't think they can stop Zeke Elliott, uh, the Colts. And Dak and Amari Cooper have been on fire the last few games. I was late to get on the Amari Cooper train, of course, as everybody else was, except for Mike Tagliere. Shout out to Tags. But um, I just – even at home, I think that the the defense for the Cowboys is kind of the the most quiet – solid defense in the NFL this year. Their secondary is really, really solid. T.Y. Hilton's a beast, but he's been a little bit, uh, you know, kind of bumped up this last week. Uh, If he's unable to get loose for a couple, I think they'll be able to contain him. Sean Lee is uh, trending back in this week, so him and Leighton Vanderesh in the middle is pretty uh, terrifying. They have a solid defensive line. Andrew Luck takes a shit ton of sacks. Um, he had in the last couple of weeks that they've been playing solid, but in his career in general, he does. He's not very mobile. So, um, overall, I just think the boys are on fire. 
And uh, this is a tough pick for me because the Colts have been playing much, much better at home than on the road. But I'm going to stay in the flames and I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I just can't pick the Cowboys, too. And they do have this track record of kind of choking uh, in these bigger games. And, man, this is really this is really a playoff game. Yeah, Um, this is going to be a really great matchup. So I wouldn't be surprised if the boys win it, but I'm picking the Colts. Um, Yeah, like you said, Cowboys have been playing great last two weeks, but uh, they know those last two games have been at home and that defense. It is getting it's pretty it's a pretty young defense and they've just been getting better and better and better um, every week. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what that defense looks like come playoff times if they do keep improving. Um, yeah, Eagles, this Eagles team almost beat the Cowboys last week. They took them to overtime. So, um, I imagine the Colts offense is much better than the Eagles offense. Uh, and the Colts have been playing very strong at home this season. So that's another factor here. Colts at home. Um, Cowboys defense is ranked third against the rush, but the Colts don't really run it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the, you know, they are ranked ninth against the pass. So I, I do see Andrew Luck having a strong day and, and being able to throw it a little bit more and controlling this game. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, Zeke, Cowboys, Dak, um, this is going to be a really tough battle. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get kind of, kind of, uh, well, first of all, I'm taking the Colts and I'm going to kind of push back on something you said, Sky, about the sack comparison. It's actually Dak Prescott is the one who's been getting torn up by sacks. Absolutely. Totally. Uh, totally. Uh, and it, this is a fun stat. In his past nine games, Andrew Luck has been sacked only seven times compared to Dak Prescott 34 times in that season. Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and actually, uh, the Colts' defense, I think, has been a very pleasant surprise this year. I think everyone expect, expected that if Andrew Luck were to, were to recover from his shoulder thing, that they would put up points. But I think everyone assumed that they would give up a gazillion points a game. That hasn't necessarily always been the case. They've been surprisingly strong on defense at, at times. Um, and I think, they, they, I think that they can get to Prescott a little bit. I agree that they're, they're going to have a tough time stopping Zeke Elliott. I don't think anybody can really stop Zeke Elliott at this point. Um, but I'm not sure that they're necessarily going to need to if, if the offense clicks, which I think it can. T.Y. Hilton has been playing hurt anyway over the past few weeks, and he just put up 199 yards uh, last week. Um, so I think he's going to be fine. Um, I, think the Colts, I think the Colts pull this one out at home. It'll be close, though. I mean, I think that the Cowboys are the truth, to be honest. I do think they're a legit team. I just think the Colts are a legit team too, and uh, and and playing at home gives them a little bit of an advantage. Fair enough. The Cowboys' uh, defense has allowed 28 points or fewer in 19 straight games, which is very impressive. Which means they don't they don't get blown out, and they're not really in pretty you know real deep shutouts. So I think a lot of that has to do with just Zeke and killing the clock and stuff. But the Colts are throwing on 63.5 percent of their plays this season, which is the highest percentage since Andrew Luck was drafted um, in 2012. I think what it comes down to me is that the Cow- or the Colts, in my mind, are not going to be able to run the ball at all. So they're going to be one-dimensional eventually. If the Cowboys get up a score or two, it's going to be a shootout. I just think that eventually Andrew Luck's you know, prone to make a mistake. If it's not a sack, uh, which I could be off on that, thank you for, uh, for calling me out on that one. Um, but I think it still he's prone to throw interceptions as well, uh, which are obviously equally as dangerous, even more so. So overall, I think the boys uh, run out the clock here and, and get the W in Indianapolis. Uh, let's move on to uh, maybe one of the uh, tougher matchups on the week, the Oakland Raiders <laughs> and the Bungles. This one's a tough one, man. This one's a tough tough match here. I had a hard pick, uh, but after a bunch of research, I had to go with the Bengals at home. Curly, you agree with me, but Daniel, for the second time this year, going with the Raiders. <laughs> yes, I have not 
I have not had a good track record of, of, of successfully picking the Raiders, but the Raiders have somehow been playing kind of not badly as of late. They've looked quite a bit better. Obviously, they had a, a significant win against uh, Pittsburgh this past week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, I, I just kind of figure why not pick Oakland in this matchup to some extent. I think one thing worth noting is that the Raiders defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, knows Cincinnati intimately. He coached there the previous 13 seasons, um, as does backup quarterback A.J. McCarron uh, on, on the Raiders. I kind of feel like they might have, uh, you know, they might be able to put together a successful game plan and, uh, and, and stick it to uh, the Bengals a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like picking the Raiders. We'll see what happens, but um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have a ton of confidence in either team to do much of anything positive at this juncture. But uh, but uh, you know, this may be my last chance to pick the Raiders and have a chance of actually being correct. So um, so I'm going to go ahead and take it. Uh, I think uh, I think it's a little bit of fool's gold picking the Raiders. Um, I'm picking the Bengals here just because the Raiders uh, <laughs> they're on a little strange run here. But those those two wins were home games, and yep. the Raiders are atrocious on the road, which makes sense because they have the world's worst coaching staff, and you know it's quite reflective of the coaching staff well, not and, being able to travel well. And when they're at home, they have the black hole. I mean, come on, you know what I mean? So they they have that they have a huge advantage there. Uh huh. The densest thing in the universe. But yeah, Driscoll um, Driscoll looks pretty darn good, man. He, he's, he's accurate and he's got a, a pretty strong arm. So it's Driscoll for the Bengals playing at home. Uh, and, and Mixon looked really good last week too. So I, I just don't, like I said, the Raiders are atrocious when they travel. So I think the Bengals have an easy one here at home. Yeah, the uh, man, Daniel, to, to your point here, John Gruden and the Raiders have won two of their last four games, which is real solid. Derek Carr during that time, eight touchdowns, no interceptions, which is first in the NFL. So shout out to Derek Carr. And, uh, you know, frankly, he could have a huge game against these uh, pitiful bungles. But I got to go with the Bengals here, man. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a Derek Henry uh, here. They have no one to throw to, really. I mean, I know Tyler Boyd, I get it, but I'm still – not drinking the Kool-Aid there per se. Um, I think the uh, Bengals defense is real bad, but they've been known to make a play here or there. Derek Carr is really solid at home, not good on the road. I agree with Curly. Uh, basically all that is to say that I think in a, uh, a slugfest, um, this one's going to go to the Bungles. We don't do score predictions on this show, but just real quick, do you guys think this is going to be like a, you know, 31, 28 or like a, you know, 10 to 10 to, Nine. I'm saying something in between. I'm saying something. something I'm saying something in the 27 to 26 range, something along those lines. Yeah, I think Bungles will have like low 20s, and the Raiders will have about 10 points, maybe. Fuck, something like that. We'll see. One, one other thing. One thing I, I just noted about this game that I find amusing. It's uh, week 15 of the 2018 season, not 2015 season, and yet Doug Martin is looking like a solid play. How about that? That's kind of fun to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug Martin's a solid play, uh, especially against the Bengals, who are atrocious. And yeah, he's catching the ball too. So, you know, we'll I see. Uh, 
Yeah, man, you and I were talking about this over the week when I was down there that, uh, you know, I'm really excited or I don't know, I'm excited. That might be the wrong term, but <laughs> I'm interested uh, to see. I'm, I'm, I'm patiently waiting on the edge of my seat here to see what the Raiders end up being in two to three years. Because I'm, 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 ex- I'm, I'm waiting to see where the hell they're going to play next year. They're not going to be playing in Oakland. They're getting sued by the city of Oakland. There's talks that they might be playing out here in Glendale, Arizona. They might be. (laughs) This is just a mess. This is such a hot mess. They just hired. They just fired their GM. Is that correct? For player Uh, operations. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yikes. Okay. Well, I'll save. I'll 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 save it then. Um, Let's move on here to uh, this one. Should be this one should be dicey here. The Packers five seven and one versus Dub Bears nine and four. The Bears coming off a huge W versus. the Rams, who they absolutely destroyed, and uh, the Packers really just technically not eliminated yet, but but if they don't run the table, they don't have a chance in hell here. Uh, I'm terrified of Aaron Rodgers in fantasy this week, which we'll get to in a few minutes, but uh, overall this is a trifecta for the Bears. Uh, the Bears at home just too much. Yeah, I, I, I expect Rodgers will be running for his life on this one. Hopefully, um, hopefully he gets out of this one uninjured um, because I think he's going to be I think he's going to be getting hit hard quite a bit. But, yeah, Packers, I don't see them being able to run it. Um, Packers' defense is ranked 24th against the rush. So I see a lot of Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard in this one, mm. uh, especially with Trubisky still banked up a bit. I think I think uh, the Dub Bears' defense and that run game is going to dominate. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think ultimately uh, a, a good, healthy offensive line has a tough time blocking – Khalil Mack, Akeem Nix, and, and these guys, uh, I think the, the, the Packers' offensive line is completely decimated. Um, so, so I just I can't imagine that, that the offense is going to get any room to work here. So definitely Bears, uh, easy pick for me. Yep, same way. Same way. I think the Bears' defense is absolutely out of control right now. Uh, the Packers are reeling. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough game. Aaron Jones, I think, is going to have a tough game. They just shut down um, you know, outside of the Chiefs and Saints. Uh, the you know top three offense in the league with the Rams um, forced uh, Jared Goff to throw four touch or four interceptions. I'm not saying Jared Goff is Aaron Rodgers, but nonetheless uh, creating plays there. So I, I think the Bears take it down at home as well. The Bears can uh, wrap up the division as well this week if they can get this W for the first time since 2010. So I think the Bears will certainly be hungry to get this win here. Uh, the Lions. Yeah, go ahead. Say one last fun point. We're going to kind of plagiarize another podcast this guy and I were listening to, but I think it's worth noting. Khalil Mack has what is it? One fewer sacks than the Raiders? As Jesus, a... was that, was that... <laughs> something, something, something along those lines? Yeah, sh- yeah. Shout out, shout out to the man uh, of the yeah the CBS CBS uh, fantasy football cast man Jamie Eisenberg uh, came up with the with the stat that um, the Raiders have eleven total sacks on the season as a team. 11 on the season, which is easily the worst in the league. And Khalil Mack has 10 by himself. <laughs> so I think uh, it's safe to say that, uh, you know, he could potentially pass the Raiders this week. Um, yeah, Khalil Mack is out of his mind. And, you know, I think there's a lot of other other studs on that defense who are getting overshadowed. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Nick, uh, yeah, yeah sure. Nick's is a beast. And uh, uh, oh, the, oh, God damn it, the, the rookie that they – um, drafted. I'm forgetting his name. Sorry, family. But um, yeah, I just think that uh, their their defense is is out of control right now, and I think the Packers are reeling, unfortunately. And uh, you know, certainly a Packers fan in general, but uh, I don't think they're going to get it done this week. 
Let's move on to the Lions, 5-8. and eight. The Bills, 4-9. This one's another squeaker. But again, all three of us picking the uh, quote-unquote underdog uh, in this game. But the Bills uh, have got to be the favorite at home here. Um, the Bills are a different beast. In Buffalo, Josh Allen's playing well. And the Lions are not. Uh, for the Lions, who <laughs> spend their entire – most of their season anyway inside of a dome to go up to Buffalo in middle December uh, – I think this one's going to be ugly. I'm going to go Bills uh, potentially handily if they can uh, score some points here. But you guys agree with me, yeah? Yeah, that's pretty much why I'm picking the Bills. It's going to be uh, the Bills at home in a cold-weather game um, and badly coached offenses that play in the Dome. I, you know, They don't really travel well towards the end of uh, the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, uh, that's, that's one reason. Um, yeah, Bills will need to run the ball, but man – Guess who has the number one ranked defense, uh, overall ranked defense? Oh, bro, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, by a bunch. <laughs> and and they're number one, um, they're ranked number one against the pass, mm-hmm. uh, uh, y- passing yards per game. Uh, so I don't I don't see this broken Stafford offense uh, being able to throw it much. And uh, so, so, yeah, Bills at home for me. Yeah, I think you pretty much said it all. Uh, the Lions defense in particular is atrocious and, uh, and cannot – uh, I think they're tied for the second fewest interceptions this season. So I think this is going to be a relatively easy game for Josh Allen to get his footing. Um, and look, yeah, the Bills home favorites for the second second week in a row. They couldn't take advantage of it last week, but uh, but I think they I think this week they'll pull it off. Man, they should have won that game last week too. So I'll give them I'll give them half credit. Um, the uh, yeah the the Bills the Bills are are a much better team. I think obviously with J- Josh Allen, he was hurt for a chunk of the season. They had Nathan Peterman and. Um, uh, Derek Anderson uh, heading the helm there, not getting it done. But the Bills, man, I'm I'm curious to think if if Josh Allen was healthy the entire season, I think the Bills might be you know closer to 500 or so. And everybody pretty much thought they weren't going to win a game when the season started. So, uh, shouts to the Bills. But yeah, I think they're going to be um, this one's going to be a massacre, honestly, in in Buffalo against the Lions, who don't have a passing game. Uh, and Matthew Stafford has completely fallen off the rails. Just 100 yards last week. Uh, Curly and I told everyone to to trade him away. Uh, it feels about six weeks ago, and we've been correct on that one ever since. Um, I think Kenny Galladay will be swallowed up by Tredavious White. That leaves the running to uh, for the Lions and the Bills, as good as they are against the pass and overall, are pretty pathetic against the run. So this could be a potential Legarrette Blunt, Zach Zenner game. Uh, but overall, I think the Bills are going to have enough to win. And uh, Josh Allen has um, the six most six most. Uh, rushing yards in the last three games. Um, so, and the most by a quarterback by far. So I think I'm going to take the bills here in Buffalo. Six, Next. Sixth most overall out of running backs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind that's kind of, that's not, that's not exactly what you want. No, he's a beast. I mean, he's not throwing the ball very well, but again, we've seen Lamar Jackson be successful. We're seeing Josh yeah. Allen be successful. I think both of these guys come out slinging it next year. I really do um, because they are quarterbacks. I know they're not NFL ready quarterbacks yet, but at the same time, they're killing it uh, in yeah. general as, as quarterbacks. So let's move on to the Bucks five and eight, the Ravens seven and uh, six, the Buccaneers, number one passing offense versus the Ravens, number one scoring defense. Uh, trifecta here for the Ravens um, at home. If this game was in Tampa Bay, I may consider swinging the other way, though. Uh, but the Ravens at home with that defense is just too much. Yeah, you want you want to take this one first, Daniel? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is pretty. I mean, this comes down to just Ravens defense. It's just absolutely suffocating. Um, we saw Tampa Bay get uh, frazzled quite a bit by the Saints defense last week. 
Um, so yeah, I just I can't imagine on the road they really have a chance. And it's worth noting the Bucks have improved on defense um, since Week Seven, but they're still giving up more yardage on the road than any other team in the league. So even an improved Bucks defense is still a pretty bad Bucks defense. Um, and so I, I can't imagine that they're gonna that they're gonna have what it takes to to, to gut out a win in Baltimore. Yep, yeah, I agree. The the, the Bucks run defense is ranked twentieth right now, so I'm. I imagine uh, Jackson and the Ravens and whoever whoever the running back for the Ravens this week is going to be, I imagine they'll be able to run it pretty easily and control the clock. Uh, the Ravens are ranked fourth overall. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, they're ranked third against the pass. So I don't I don't see the Bucks being able to pass it very well, and they don't run the ball either. So yeah, Ravens easy pick for me. Yep. Ravens as well. Uh, just again, I think that defense is too much. Jameis is going to put up your fantasy points, but he's also probably going to throw three picks. Um, they're getting yeah. a lot of pressure. They're going to shut down the run game that the Bucks don't have. Uh, definitely worried about Mike Evans in this game and the rest of the uh, weapons on the Bucks for fantasy. But for the NFL pick, I just think the Ravens will be too much. And uh, just an interesting stat here: this marks the fourth meeting between Heisman winning starting quarterbacks this season. And uh, each quarterback on the home team has won the game, which would be Lamar Jackson potentially in this one. So um, for that stat alone, I'm going with the Ravens. Let's move on to the Cardinals and the Falcons. This one, uh, this one's tough. If the Cardinals get the upset here, both teams are at four and ten on the season. Not exactly what Falcons fans had in mind this season. The Cardinals three and ten. Falcons four and nine. Trifecta here. Curly, we'll start with your your hometown favorite Cardinals. <laughs> hometown heroes. Uh, yeah, Cardinals put up three points last week for this versus terrible Lions defense. Not going to get it done. Uh, cards are av- averaging 13.7 points per game, which is a league worst. Uh, and the Falcons are averaging, uh, they're at 14th, averaging 24.3 points. Um, it, yeah, the, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, they play pretty good in this Atlanta stadium. So I, I, I don't think this one's going to be too close. I don't see the Cardinals doing much on offense at all. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. That's something I read. I don't. I, I would need to dig deeper to figure out what these categories are exactly. But the Cardinals are ranked last in the NFL in nine offensive categories. Which is all of what the, them. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what the categories are because that's just horrible. Um, but uh, yeah, I just can't imagine. Of, of course, the the Falcons' defense is atrocious too. So um, we shall see. But yeah, I can't. I can't pick the, the Cardinals on the Cardinals have been bad on the road in general. Um, and uh, yep, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Uh, Matt Ryan is one of three quarterbacks on pace for 5,000 yards this season. The other two are Mahomes and Roethlisberger. Only five quarterbacks have ever passed for 5,000 yards in a season. Uh, it, just too much firepower here. Um, Patrick Peterson may slow down Julio Jones a little bit, but I don't, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I, I really think that the uh, Falcons overall are, are going to make it going to make it, um, uh, you know, get off the schneid here. They've lost five in a row, which is tied for the longest active streak. At one time, the Falcons were four and four after starting Owen three and had battled back and were actually potentially going to be, you know, kind of in this playoff hunt here, but uh, they have just fallen off the rails, lost a lot of close games this year, but nonetheless lost them. And uh, I just want to point something that I think is hilarious out um, digging through uh, finding stats for this game. I was on the uh, let's see the NFL phone app and uh, going through just some insights for the team and the players. And they have just some nice, nice uh, 
player stats and things like that for the game. And uh, Julio Jones, which the stat for Julio Jones, Julio Jones is the uh, only wide receiver in the NFL averaging more than 100 yards per game this season, which is insane. He's averaging 110 yards per game. Uh, He's a beast, obviously. But what's hilarious is they have a picture next to his stat that is Julio Jones. And underneath it says Q Jones for his name. And I have to believe someone thought he was Quincy Jones. Am I wrong there? Huh? That's amazing. Dude, it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. I'll have to hope that that's exactly what happened. Dude. It's so, it's so funny. Like, I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody mistakes Julio Jones (laughs) and uh, it says Q Jones. So I'm, I'm sorry. I just had to share that with the listeners there. Falcons all around makes sense. Let's move on here. The Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, Nobody going with the 49ers here at home. Seahawks playing just too well, eight and five, looking to stay in the hunt of the playoffs. 49ers looking to next year's playoff hopes and uh, trying to maintain that number one seed for the draft. They almost threw it away last week, but luckily the Raiders came through with a loss themselves or a win themselves. So uh, three and 10 Niners at home face the division rivals, eight and five Seahawks trifecta for the Seahawks. Uh, Daniel, is there, any chance the Niners pull the upset here? <laughs> you know, I actually kind of think, I think this will be closer than people think. I think the Niners are coming off of one of their better performances of the season. Seahawks on a short week in, in kind of just a grueling, gross game on, on Monday night. Uh, so, so I think, I, I don't necessarily think it'll be the blowout that, it, that this game was in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. Um, but ultimately, this comes back to the fact, it comes down to the fact that San Francisco is just atrocious at forcing teams to make mistakes. They, they have forced five turnovers on the entire season. That's Jesus. That's <laughs> league low. And Seahawks in general team not necessarily prone to making mistakes uh, along those lines. They play a relatively disciplined game, not a ton of talent in that offense, but they're quite, for the most part, quite disciplined. Um, and, and don't, you know, Russell Wilson, despite last week, doesn't throw very many interceptions. Um, so, so I, I can't imagine that, that they're going to be able to do anything against that Seahawks offense. Um, so, uh, so we'll see. I do think that the, the, the Niners offense looks much better. Nick Mullins is, is proving to be something, something akin to the real deal. Um, and he definitely has the Seahawks attention. He threw for over 400 yards against them a couple weeks ago. Um, but, uh, but ultimately I think Seahawks are just too good. Niners too bad, particularly on defense. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think Seahawks are the easy pick here, but I, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners pull this one away. They, they've been playing pretty, pretty good football, um, and they've been at home the past couple of weeks, and they just beat up on a Broncos, a really good Broncos team. Um, so, yeah, they're at home again. It's like they're just kind of just chilling at home and, and getting better and better. So And, they, you know, they, they have nothing to lose for. It, they just – there's only a couple games left, so I can see them playing balls out, and I could I could see a little bit of an upset here, but uh, uh, God, it's really hard to upset Russell Wilson. He's so solid, and he's such a good playmaker, and he's he's one of the better quarterbacks. He's he's so good. So um, yeah, it's going to be tough. So, but uh, Seahawks for me for sure. It pains me to uh, pick the Seahawks, especially over the Niners, but uh, that's the right call here and. Daniel, just to back up your 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 lovely stat there that the Niners have only five forced turnovers on the season. Uh, just really quick, seven teams have forced five plus turnovers in a single game this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> seven teams, seven teams 
have as many or more turnovers in one game than the Niners do on the entire season. That's not going to get it done, unfortunately. And uh, another quick stat on the Seahawks in general. Every Seahawks loss since week two has come at the hands of a team who is currently nine, uh, has nine plus wins. All of those five losses also have been one possession games. So the Seahawks have been playing close games every single week. They've only lost to good teams, teams better than them. The Niners are five games worse than them. Divisional games, Seahawks have something to play for. The Niners don't. I think the Seahawks get the W easy here, although I will jump on the bandwagon and say that I think this game is closer as well with you guys. Uh, just a thought here on like a professional football uh, player perspective on trying to keep your job with these um, lower guys. There's a lot of no names on the 49ers, you know, hence why they're terrible. Um, but these are the type of guys who are on the roster bubble pretty much all season with an injury or, or whatever. And with them being that high in the draft, um, they're not going to take a running back, not going to take a quarterback. So every other position is up on the table for the Niners and any one of those guys could lose their job. So I think teams like this can't make the playoffs, but if the Niners win this game, that would make their entire season potentially knocking the Seahawks out of it. We see it every single year. A shitty team gets up for a big game, beats a better team. And that team uh, gets bumped out of the playoffs as a divisional game. I don't think the Niners have enough to win the game. But I do think it's going to be close, and uh, it would be awesome if they actually could get it. Um, we'll just see if they can contain George Kittle. Jesus Christ, that was pretty fun to watch last week. Let's move on to uh, the o- – what's that? Said so in the first half. In, yeah, For the geez. first half, Jesus. Dude, he was five yards short. and they. Didn't I, know, I know, okay. right, I know, right, I know. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Shanahan was getting upset. Uh, let's, move on to a, let's move on to a far more significant – uh, game. These next three games have playoff implications for sure. Let's end out the Sunday afternoon slot with the Patriots and the Steelers. This one's interesting. Um, I'd like to hear you guys take on the Patriots. I'm not surprised it's the Patriots, but uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. I'm the odd man out here. Uh, Patriots 9-4, and four, Steelers 7-5-1. and one. I'm going to go uh, with the Steelers here. The Steelers are 3-11 and 11 versus the Patriots since 2001, including the playoffs. Tom Brady owns the Steelers, but... I just, man, this. I'm keeping faith somehow that the Steelers have it in them to play up to their competition, win this game at home, stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, they were easily the number two, three seed, but they have been dropping games. Um, Dude, they just lost to the Raiders. I know, bro. You're know. picking them against the Patriots? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my I am goodness. because I am. I am because. I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach. I really do. And I think he, he sobers them up and they slap around. And again, we talked about this weeks ago. I forget who the two teams were. Maybe you guys can remember. We talked about this weeks ago about teams overlooking opponents looking to the next game. It's so easy for me to think that the entire Steelers organization said, let's go play the Raiders, win by at least a point, get the game behind us, focus on the Patriots and start watching game film a week early. They lose to the Raiders, which is dumb as hell, but it happened. But I think they were focusing on the Patriots. I think they regained their ground. They have a huge game to make up for last year, um, which was, uh, you know, in the Patriots' favor. They lose A.B., of course. This is a huge rivalry um, this time of year, every single season, looking for the playoffs. They might face each other again in the playoffs. I'm just going to hold faith. The Steelers at home are a different beast. Um, I think uh, this is a big day for Big Ben. Hopefully not, though, because I'm playing him in the league of record. But I think uh, the, the Steelers have enough. Tom Brady showed uh, signs of life last week against the Dolphins, but um, I think it's going to be a cold one in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to take the uh, Steelers' run game to really prevail in this game. 
Patriots love cold games, though. But yeah, I don't know. After, yeah, this is a really weird one to pick, especially with both of these teams' losses last week. But I think the Steelers losing to the Raiders, I think that talks so much more about just these season-long issues that they've had. And it's just like a to- finally a total meltdown of these little issues that they've had all season. And now that all of a sudden they're huge issues because it's playoffs time playoffs. Um, it's just, I just don't like the play calling at all on offense for the Steelers team. And I just don't think they've figured out how to get past Lev Bell. They need to change it up a little bit because they don't have Le'Veon Bell at running back anymore. Or and James have, Connor. <laughs> or James Connor. But they have I mean, look at look at the Chiefs last night. You don't need an amazing running back. You need good play calling and you need to adjust for the kind of running backs you have. And they just haven't done that. And they just have Big Ben throw it a million times. And he's not that quarterback, at least not this season. I mean, I know he's playing good here and there, and they have all the, you know, these weapons at wide receiver, so it's really hard not to throw it all game long but i just i'm not a fan of the steelers play calling on offense at all they are playing at home so that makes me a little bit nervous picking the patriots but i think the patriots loss last week was just you know just one of those tough losses on on a miracle last minute play Jesus. and it's not as reflective as really deep issues like the steelers have hmm. um, i think that's a great take man i really do yeah, and, and one last thing, and I'll pass it on to Daniel. And I think the Steelers lost last week, too, because they've been having a really tough time defending the deep ball on defense. The Steelers' defense cannot defend the deep ball. So, um, yeah, and, and, and Brady was throwing some lasers last week. His arm looked a little bit better. So I think Josh Gordon, um, if they can get him the deep ball, I think the Patriots will, will run away with this one. Yeah, I, I so I'll, first of all, I'll, I'll g- just go ahead and say that if this is a close game, if the page, or excuse me, if the Steelers are down by one or two points and have the ball at the end of the game, we can oh, Christ Chris Boswell to close it. <laughs> that kind of has me on the edge of maybe I should pick the Steelers, but no, honestly, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I agree with this guy. I think Tomlin is a good coach, but I flat out don't think the Steelers are that good of a team. I just don't. I think I agree that uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw for big yardage here. Um, but the defense has been majorly struggling to close games, as Curly just noted. Uh, the, kitchen, the kicking situation, of course, in all honesty, is an absolute mess. And the, the running game just averaged 2.1 yards per carry in Oakland last week. So the running game is a mess as well. Um, and I just think that's too many messes uh, to, to make up. Or I understand Ben Roethlisberger's going to throw for a lot. He has receiving weapons. Um, but the, the Patriots have those as well, as well as, um, some other, you know, uh, you know, better, uh, so I would say better running options as well as probably, as, uh, at least lately anyway, their defense has probably been a little bit better despite the late, uh, the late game heroics by the Dolphins last week. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think that the Patriots are just flat out a much better team. Um, for, it's going to be kind of a pride game for both of these teams because they're coming off frustrating losses, but, uh, I think. Uh, the Patriots have shown that they, that they play those games really well in recent years and they come out swinging. So, uh, so I'm going with New England. Fair enough. Two, uh, two interesting stats here for the Steelers. They have not missed the playoffs since 2013, so they've made four straight uh, playoff, uh, playoff um, seasons. Only the Patriots with nine straight appearances have a longer active streak. So basically the Steelers are – fighting for their playoff lives they lose this game uh they're probably out and uh also 
either the Patriots or the Steelers have appeared in 11 of the last 17 Super Bowls, which I just thought was insane. Um, so I'm going to go the Steelers. You guys are going the Patriots. I think it's the hardest game of the week to pick outside of last night's game. Uh, but I went against the grain last uh, last night. Got the W. I'm going to do it mm. again here. Hopefully I can get it again. Let's move on. We got two games left here, both uh, trifectas. Eagles 6-7, and seven, Rams 11-2. and two. Eagles technically still alive. I don't think they have a chance in hell against the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams bounce back after uh, kind of a, a punch in the face versus the Bears. Eagles don't have enough. Carson Wentz is out. Nick Foles, no thank you. Although it's a revenge game, folks. Let's not forget that. Uh, Rams big. Yeah, Rams for me too. Easy pick, especially with Wentz out. Um, and the Rams coming off a tough game last week against the Bears. So I, I imagine that they're looking – uh, to reestablish, um, you know, just their rhythm and getting on fire. So I think they're going to put the foot on the pedal and they ain't going to slow down until it's over. So Rams for me here. Yeah. Somehow the, the Eagles have 12 players on injured reserve. Dude, uh, for real. That is right. Dude, I wonder um, hmm, if, if you have a quick search just for shits, if you can find that for, uh, for the 49ers, I'd be interested too. How many players this- are on reserve? Yeah, just because, like, this is – I mean, maybe not the Niners, but just in general, if they have, like, a list of that somewhere you can find real quick, uh, just to check out who's the top of the list. This is the time of year, though, where somebody gets hurt with, like, a high ankle sprain and they'd miss two or three games. And they just toss them on there. Yeah, if they're not in the playoff hunt, they just toss them on because they want to open up a roster spot for a, uh, you know, a good clubhouse guy or something to come up to get some reps. So it's a little skewed this time of year, but the Eagles have been destroyed. The Redskins have to be – leading that but the Niners are probably close too. I'd be interested if you could find that quick um quick uh quick on the Eagles here the Eagles have allowed 341 pass yards per game on the road which is the most in the NFL by far I think uh Jared Goff comes back to life and and at home probably throws five touchdowns in this game uh I think that they're uh they're going to be nasty in this one last game of the week the Monday night football game, the Saints 11-2, and two, Panthers 6-7. and seven. We have a trifecta for the Saints, which I'm not surprised about, although I'm not going to pick against the Saints because I'm a super Saints truther. Um, but the Panthers have been horrendous lately, which is not a good bat- you know, case for them. But they're back at home after many road games. They need this win to even consider sniffing the playoffs. The Saints have been so-so lately. They're on the road, outdoors. Breeze has his troubles. Not surprised we all picked the Saints, but is there any case to be made here for an upset? Daniel? Uh, hang on. You go first, Curly. I'm looking up the injured reserve list here. I'm sure, sure, here. sure. Um, I, there's, always, there's always a chance, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Saints offense, um, they, they're still in a little bit of a slump against the Bucks last week, but they started rolling at the end of the game. Um, so I think it's just a matter of time until they catch fire again. Uh, Panthers defense is ranked 20th against the past and seventh against the rush. So breeze, maybe a little bit more breeze in this matchup. Uh, Saints defense is first against the rush, but Christian McCaffrey, he's not like a traditional runner and he's, you know, he's not running straight at the line. You know, he's, he's, he's a wide receiver back there. God, he's amazing. Um, so McCaffrey is on fire, but if the Saints defense can somehow slow down McCaffrey, I think they'll take it. Uh, if they can't figure out a way to slow down McCaffrey, then I guess that's your upset right there. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, 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 I'll give you a couple extra um, 
minutes here and, and give my take. I'm really worried about Breeze. We'll get to that in just a second because I got to make a I got to make a case here in one of my leagues about starting Breeze or not um, in the rest of the Saints. We'll get that when we get to our fantasy picks. But um, I I'm not going to pick the Panthers again. But I think this is just a game where the Panthers need to get right. Again, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach as well. I know the Panthers have been struggling. I'm not really a Panthers fan per se. Cam Newton's hurt, which is, I think, the difference in this game. But I don't understand how their defense is as bad as it is. They have good players on defense. I don't know how their their secondary is so horrendous. Teams are running all over them. The Panthers have lost four straight games by seven points or fewer. So they've been in each game mm-hmm. and just come up short. Um, I, I think the Saints playing on the road – outside is a different beast there you know they might have enough because they're just a superior team for sure but um man this one's going to be interesting to watch on monday night football i think under the lights i think breeze and everybody's going to have enough pizzazz to get it done i think uh you know camara has a couple extra airheads pregame for the big game and makes it happen but um this would be an interesting one uh daniel you went with the saints as well do you uh do you think it's gonna be a blowout or, or another close game here I think it could be a close game, and I could I I can see the Panthers winning this at home. I really I really yeah. can. And it's a divisional it's a divisional game late in the season. They both have something to play for. The Saints, the number one seed. The Panthers just trying to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, we see these games flip. This is one of those games I'm talking about where the Niners and Seahawks, same kind of thing. Where you know, see, uh, the Saints might overlook them a little bit. Panthers come out super hungry as a last ditch effort and and pull it away at home. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. I think this is going to, everyone, obviously the Saints offense gets the most attention. I think this is going to come down to their defense, though. I think they've been, the, mm. the, Saints, the Saints defense has been quietly playing some of the best football in the NFL over the past bunch of weeks. Uh, the front seven has, has helped the D rank second in the league in points allowed over the last 11 games, uh, only 18 per game, first in run defense, second in sacks, third in t- turn, uh, fourth turnover. So I actually think this is going to be a, really a function of the fact that, the, yes, the Saints offense has been a little off kilter. But I think their defense is crazy good. I think the Panthers have been struggling, uh, and I think that uh, that they're going to squeak out a win. But I, I do think it'll be close. I think it might be a, a pretty fun game to watch in a lot of ways. Okay, appreciate it. Did you come up with an IR list? I did. I got an IR list. So the, the Niners have 10 players on IR. Uh, the, actually, the league leader is actually tied between the, the, uh, the aforementioned Redskins with 17. Jesus. The Raiders actually also have 17. Nobody noticed because the Raiders don't have any good players anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're all backups. I mean, the best player on their injured reserve, well, the Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, yeah. Uh, you know, otherwise it's, the, it's all these backup type players that were never really particularly interesting anyways. As well as inexplicably, they have two kickers on injured reserve. I don't know how to, <laughs> hey, I don't know how that's actually possible. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you need to roster two kickers. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I suppose I just walked right into that one, didn't I? Okay, so 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 uh, so the Niners have ten. Uh, they both have seventeen. Give me the top five after the Raiders and Redskins. I'm just curious here. This is completely irrelevant to what we're talking about, but I'm interested at this this if any playoff teams are in that top uh, top tier there. The list I'm looking at actually doesn't give you the number. I'm just looking. They literally give you the the, the basically the, the players on each team that are. I'd have to go through and actually count each team. Oh, okay. You don't 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 worry about that. I don't worry about that. Arizona is also up there with sixteen, so they're one of the tops. Uh, but it, yeah, it's mostly, unsurprisingly, it's mostly bad teams that have a lot of injured reserves. Cincinnati, another top one. That um, makes sense. So, so unsurprisingly, you know, most of the good teams have have been relatively lucky in terms of injuries. Uh, you know, so, so okay. So, 
Fair enough. Thank you for digging that up. I appreciate it. You're our, our stats man. Maybe we'll get you a, a license plate sometime that says stats man. Stats man? Yeah, I, I, not as good as ass man, but... <laughs> stats man! Pro- proctology. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, let's get to our uh, three questions of the week, and then we'll bump over quickly to our uh, our pitiful fantasy teams. Um, so, question of the week number one. Uh, we're going running backs this week. Nick Chubb or Philip Lindsay? Same game, of course. Browns, Broncos. You guys both with, went with Philip Lindsay. I'll let you explain here in just a second. I'm going to go Nick Chubb. Philip Lindsay was shut down by the Niners. I think uh, the Broncos are better than that. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, Browns are better than them overall against the run. And uh, I think that the uh, I think Nick Chubb is going to have going to have a big game and stay hot. Yeah, I'm going to go Hunter Henry on this one because. Oh, oh. wait, what? Screaming A? Sorry. Um, Dude, Lindsay. that was so legit. Did you guys see that? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I love it. <laughs> Daniel, do you know what we're talking about? I have no idea what we're talking about. Curly oh, you got to hop on Twitter. Uh, Steeman, uh, Steeman, Stephen A. Smith, or as Dan Patrick likes to call him, Screaming A. Smith. Um, <laughs> last uh, Yesterday on the live, I don't know, scream at each other and pick who you think is going to win show, um, Stephen A. Smith <laughs> said that he thinks uh, Hunter Henry is going to be a pivotal matchup in tonight's game. That was for Thursday night's Against game. Derek Johnson, who's also not on the team. <laughs> Against the, and he called them the San Diego Chargers. He said Derek oh, Johnson, who's been uh, yeah, on waivers since um, for months. Oh, my God. He's an idiot. It's hilarious. Dude, it was good because both the other guys literally on the screen. It's Teddy Bruschi um, and the other <laughs> cat who does it. And they, they literally are just like – they turn their head sideways like a dog. Like, is he fucking serious that he's talking about? <laughs> Derek, he's talking about Hunter Henry, who hasn't even played this season. And of course, Stephen A is just on one, right? He's just going for it, hundred percent. It was pretty amazing. I'll, I'll shoot you the link there. Anyway, so um, anywho, I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. This is pretty spectacular. Dude, it's so it's good. It's so good. Is Derek Johnson A Smith? Um, okay, so moving on, uh, definitely go check that out. It's good. It's a good laugh. But uh, so yeah, uh, Philip <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, I just uh, the Browns are ranked 28th against the rush. Um, and the Broncos, yeah, they're going through some injuries at wide receiver and so on. So I think the Broncos are going to be pretty uh, run heavy in this game. So I'm going to go Lindsay uh, on this one here over Chubb. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't – I kind of think Lindsay's performance last week was a little fluky. I think at home the, the Broncos as a whole will be playing better, and I think that Lindsay is going to have his way with the Browns D. So, um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Lindsay. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Sony Michelle versus uh, either starting Steelers running back, which is kind of a cop-out, but at this point we don't know if James Conner is going to play. I don't think we will. Do you guys so, yeah. have any updated report that he's even close to playing? I think he's probably out, right? No, yeah, it, it, yeah, I don't think he's playing. I haven't, okay. I haven't, I haven't heard of anything yet either, which, it, which is is usually a sign that he's not going to play. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so let's look at Jalen Samuels. Uh, the three of us have picked Jalen Samuels over Sony Michelle. Daniel and I had a quite the uh, quite not a, not quite a bash on a negative, but just that we're not we're not loving Sony Michelle this week versus Pittsburgh. We like James White to return to form instead uh, on the way to the airport yesterday. But Curly, I'd like to hear. Um, your take on this, Jalen Samuels over Sony Michelle? Tell me why. Just why? <laughs> I'm just going with Samuels. Yeah, it, it's really hard to figure out who the hell the Patriots are going to throw out there week to week. So that's pretty much why I'm picking the pits, whoever the running back for the Steelers is going to be. It's so hard. It's so frustrating playing any fantasy players. Um, 
for uh, for this team. So, yeah, who knows if Sony Michelle could have a huge game. But, yeah, like you guys said, it sounds like James White will be the dude. Yeah. James White? James White? Steelers have had a lot of problems, but their run defense also has been pretty solid. So I think I think it definitely favors uh, 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 James White and and probably not a strong game for Sony Michelle. Cool. Yeah, I totally agree. I just think that the, the Steelers' uh, run defense is solid, and I think they'll they'll shut them down. Uh, the latest report I have uh, was yesterday afternoon, and it was uh, that Connor's being held out of practice again. Um, I, I mentioned this yesterday with Daniel that uh, that they said that he doesn't need to practice to play. I think that's hogwash. Um, that's something to tell the media so that the Patriots still uh, plan for James Conner. But at the end of the day, Bill Belichick already knows what the Steelers are going to do uh, because he has cameras and shit in their locker room and stuff. So I think that he knows already they're not going to play. Um, therefore, Jalen Samuels will be the guy once again. Let's move on to the last one. This one's going to be interesting. Uh, Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Uh, both of you guys go with uh, Christian McCaffrey here. I'm going to take my dog, Alvin Kamara. Um, I just really appreciate – I super appreciate the the uh, Septum Pierce. I like the fact that he has his own candy line. Um, the Saints need this win, and I think that he's going to have a huge game because Mark Ingram's going to get stuffed. That was that was maybe the saddest analytical argument I've ever <laughs> I think it's a prayer. I think it's a prayer. <laughs> I think this is wishful fantasy thinking. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I will say this. I think Kamara is going to have a great game. I think I think this game is going to favor Kamara a lot more than Ingram. But uh, in our in our little spreadsheet, Curly wrote CMC and Fuego, and I think that's pretty much all you need to say, summarize for the argument for Christian McCaffrey. He's been uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, running back in the NFL over the past several weeks, fantasy wise at least. Um, and uh, and he's going to have a huge game against. Yeah, McCaffrey's pretty much been the main weapon for months now. And and the Saints have so many different weapons on offense. So, it, like the Patriots, it's hard to tell who it's going to be from week to week, week to week. So, CMC and Fuego. Okay. Well, wishful thinking. I need a huge game out of Alvin Kamara to get into my ship. So, I'm riding the train. I'm riding the train. Let's go. Let's go, Alvin Kamara. Is this the what can you do i mean there's nothing you can do you can't do anything there's nothing we can't do we couldn't throw we throw in interceptions it just man it we just got our totally kicked we couldn't do diddly Poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. This team is going to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their but they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Uh, let's move on to our uh, league of record. We've got two games to preview, unfortunately, not six as we had planned last week. Uh, so let's get into it real quick. Uh, Daniel, I'll let you kick it off. Um, Curly, I'd like to hear your feedback on maybe some of our uh, fantasy uh, decisions here. Sure. Um, 
but let's get into it. Uh, Daniel, you want to kick it off, and then we'll. Uh, I'm going to save the the uh, listener league analyses until next week, and then we'll spend some time on whomever is in the championship. We'll give them a big up and uh, r- run through their rosters as well. Because as much as we're disappointed, um, I definitely want to give some shout outs to the listeners uh, who are able to get by all three of us and um, make it happen in their in their own right. So congratulations to them still playing. Of course, we're sore and, uh, you know, just want to be dicks about it. But at the end of the day, uh, it's fantasy football. It's fun. We're having a great time running the podcast this season, being our first season, having a great time running the Listener League. We're going to do both again next year. We're super stoked about it. Um, so thank you, everyone, for participating and listening. We are going to go through the Super Bowl in the podcast. And, uh, and uh, of course, next week is the last week for your fantasy team. So without any further ado, Daniel, can you kick us off, please, in the uh, all-in or fold League of Record? I can indeed. Uh, somehow made it to the semifinals. or uh, I don't know how, quite frankly, but uh, <laughs> I got there. TB had a rough week. I uh, pulled the upset on him, and uh, here I am playing against – playing Yuli, of course. Um, so let's see, I will be rolling with, uh, Russell Wilson, a quarterback who can hopefully be just a tick better than he was on Monday night. That would be, uh, that would be highly preferred. So, so you're hoping, you're hoping for at least a hundred passing yards. Yeah. I'm hoping he, he crosses the 100 yard, <laughs> preferably with a touchdown or four. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. I do expect, obviously the, the Niners do not have the same type of presence in the passing against the passing game. as Well, and, and last Last time he did have four touchdowns against the 49ers two weeks ago. So there's hope. He did. Four, four touchdowns and no turnovers. And, and the, the Niners' pathetic uh, attempts at forcing turnovers have already been mentioned. So I do think, I think Russell Wilson is going to have a, a bounce back game this week. So he's a, uh, my starting quarterback. I got uh, Tariq Cohen and uh, Dam- the already locked in uh, Damian Williams, who put up 29 fantasy points for me, which was great. Um, uh, T.Y. Hilton and D.J. Moore at the receiver, assuming T.Y. plays. He has been uh, dealing with some injury stuff, but Should be he's good. been doing that. I think he'll be good. He's been doing that the last several weeks, uh, and he's always and he's been playing and playing incredibly well, I might add. So um, Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Hopefully his bounce back is for real. Um, James White and uh, as of right now, James White and uh, Gus Edwards at the flex, uh, although debating between basically I have Gus Edwards, Larry Fitzgerald, and Chris Godwin. I'm kind of on the fence about all those guys. Uh, but I, uh, right now my plan is to, to deploy Gus Edwards against the Bucks, um, Seahawks D and uh, Harrison Butker at kicker, who unfortunately only netted me four points this week. Um, but that is where I'm at. I'm playing against, uh, as I said, Yuli, whose team is cranking right now. Um, he's rolling with Drew, Drew Brees at quarterback, uh, Saquon Barkley, Philip Lindsay at running back, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins at receiver, Jesus. George Kittle at tight end. Jesus. <laughs> really, you're making me nervous here. You're making me think that I'm Yeah, you should be nervous, buddy. <laughs> I actually. Um, yeah, I probably will lose this, to be honest. My, his flexes are, what, Chris Carson and Doug Martin, and uh, he's playing Vikings D against uh, Miami and Brent Maher at kicker. Um, his bench is arguably better than most of my starters, so I'm pretty sure I, I'm going to be in. <laughs> his, uh, he's projected right now to be 159 to 145. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, but I, I'm not overwhelmingly hopeful, but perhaps uh, – James White has one of his uh, weeks two through eight James White performances and uh, and pulls it off for me. You did have a you did have a nice start from Damian Williams there. Yeah, I did. So so I'm already I'm already higher in my projection than I was before last night. But uh, 
but it's still going to need a miracle against uh, against Yuli's formidable lineup. Hey, we've said it multiple times on the podcast. I'll say it again to quote uh, JP from uh, the Angels in the Outfield. It could happen. So just keep the, keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. All right, I'm rolling. I'm rolling against Shire. I had a bye last week. Um, I am. Let's see. I had 19 points from Justin Jackson last night. Uh, that was kind of a dart throw, but I had uh on Johnson, of course, is still out. Um, I had Spencer Ware lined up, but he was a late scratch as well. So I went with Justin Jackson, and uh, thankfully he got a, a, a last-minute um, touchdown there to uh, kind of help save my day. But, uh, man, I am – I'm going to save quarterback for the end. You guys can help me out here. I'm starting Alvin Kamara. Had Justin Jackson already put up 19 for me. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Eric Ebron, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Ravens defense versus Tampa Bay, and Greg Zerline. Um, for my quarterback, I have Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, or Josh Allen. Right now, I've got Josh Allen slotted, uh, slotted in there. Um, what do you guys think? I'm terrified of Aaron Rodgers, but he's Aaron Rodgers. Baker Mayfield's been on fire, but I'm worried about him in Denver. Josh Allen's Josh Allen, but I feel like I have to stay in the flames. Maybe he'll get 200 rushing yards. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's a tough. Those are that's a tough trifecta because if I'm honest, I don't necessarily think either of those any of those three guys are necessarily QB one. I don't know who else to stream past that though. I mean, no, I don't think I think I don't think there is not nobody that's available. I honestly think your your best bet is Josh Allen against the Lions. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a really rough time against the Bears. Baker Mayfield in general is all over the place in Denver. Despite last week, I do think their defense is pretty legit. So I'm going to go ahead and say Josh Allen's the the way. Yeah, this is I, I, I'm not going to play Rodgers, so I definitely just get rid of Rodgers for sure. So it's between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield for me. Um, I would pay attention to I would pay close attention to the weather for sure in Buffalo because yeah. the weather the weather wasn't great last week. And Josh Allen only put up 200 yards throwing and 21 points. Um, so if the weather's not great again, um, he might not have a great, great day. But I don't know. Like I could see this Buffalo defense shutting down this Detroit Lions offense, and so I think Josh Allen is going to have the ball all game. Um, I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to have the ball all game. Um, I think the Denver offense, their run game. I think they're good. The Denver defense and that run game is going to really control the clock. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cleveland Browns didn't have the ball that much. Um, God, but it's a really tough choice, man. And I mean, you can throw against the Broncos. They're only ranked 18th in our league. Um, and San Francisco just put up 36 points um, on that Broncos defense. So it's a tough choice. If the weather's looking good, I would probably go Josh Allen. If the weather's ugly, I guess Baker... And, you know, you don't have a ta- terrible floor with Baker either. Sure. You do not have a terrible floor. Yeah, I think they're kind of the same same quarterback. Baker has better throwing upside. Allen, obviously, better rushing upside. So, okay, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Shire's going up. Uh, he's going to be throwing Big Ben, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Gordon, Corlin Sutton, Jared Cook, Curtis Samuel, Randall Cobb, um, a late addition. He had Jordy Nelson in there for a second. Uh, but he's got Randall Cobb in and Texans defense versus the Jets and Ryan Suckup uh, as the kicker. So this will be a this will be a great matchup here. Um, of course, the winners of these games go into the 
championship. So best of luck to you, Daniel. And um, very quickly, uh, listeners, if you'd like to turn out and not hear me bitch for the next five minutes, you're welcome to do so. And we will catch you next week. But I have to go. I have to go over this really quick just for my own sanity because, uh, you know, I had serenity now, certainly insanity later. And this is starting to piss me off. Anyway, really quickly. Here we go. Drew Brees didn't do much, not expecting it. That's okay. He's Drew Brees. He's my dog. It's all right. Excusable. Nick Chubb, solid game. Uh, Justin Jackson didn't do anything. He was supposed to fill in very, uh, very nicely um, for uh, Austin Eckler. And Melvin Gordon did not. Just five points. Michael Thomas, decent game. Julio Jones, decent game. Sat Ian Thomas after I picked him up to pick him up uh, to put him in. Forgot I had done that. Played Vance McDonald instead. Didn't do anything with a gravy matchup against the Raiders just put up seven points Ian Thomas 17 Odell Beckham a late scratch did not play Mike Evans 12 points but not what you want the Broncos defense was supposed to crush they did not versus the Niners just four points and um let's see uh McManus didn't do much either to make matters worse I lost to my opponent <laughs> Rifkin who crushed it and oh my god I'm watching this game with Daniel and I'm just sweating bullets Ben Roethlisberger leaves the game in the third quarter, comes back for no fucking reason at the very end to, to go 70 yards on the final drive, throw a tiptoe pass to Juju. That's a touchdown. That hurts. Saquon Barkley runs for 200 yards in the first half. Thank God he didn't even play the second half. He puts up 30 in the first half. Tariq Cohen, decent game. Devin Funches put up a goose egg, which helped. Bruce Ellington got hurt. That helped. Zach Ertz had a dud game, which I traded to Rifkin, so I didn't get beat by him, which was great. Eight points. Kenyon Drake, ladies and gentlemen, Kenyon Drake, <laughs> Kenyon Drake, six, six carries for 24 yards. Six, really good. Six carries for 24 yards, folks. Terrible. But he gets credited with a 55-yard touchdown reception at the very end of the game. Count it, Kenyon Drake, broken back. I think that's just karma for talking shit all season. I'll wear that, but it's a really hard pill to swallow. My boy Jeff Wilson, who I tried to pick up, Goes against me, puts up 10 points. Saints defense, boom, Adam Vinatieri puts up a decent game as well. He thankfully had Derrick Henry on the bench for 47 points. I thought I had a chance there, but nope. Lose by five, and my uh, my effort to bounce back after being like, uh, what is it, three and seven or three and six or something at one point in this uh, season. Made some trades, bounced back, couldn't make it happen. Got the L out of the league. Uh, so congratulations to Jonathan Rifkin, but damn, that was one of the tougher fantasy uh, boots I think I've ever had. Um, unfortunately, Daniel and I go up against each other this week in the uh, the uh, so close but no cigar competition. But exactly, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Well, that's not kitty i assume god damn it that's all i i can i get i don't think i need five minutes to bitch but i think i <laughs> can i whine for two at least go this ahead was, this was a, a microcosm of my entire season in this league considering i was one of the leading scorers so this week i was the second highest scorer in the league unfortunately the first highest scorer in the league was the guy that i was playing who beat his projection by about 50 points by the way he was projected for 100 points and somehow ended up with 150, thanks to Amari Cooper scoring 8,000 touchdowns. Uh, and uh, Kenny Stills somehow becoming incredibly fantasy relevant, scoring like a million touchdowns. So that was pretty much my season in the Listener League. Score a ton of points and somehow lose anyway. Um, but I will say that's uh, the opposite of the league of record. 
where I score no points and somehow win anyway. So, um, so I expose that everything all bounces out in the universe of fantasy. That's right. And let's not forget about yeah, let's not forget about uh, Boswell, who I dropped, but he missed two kicks. And if he made either one of those, I would have got four points. Not got the negative points. <laughs> I would have got five points and at least tied. So on that, on that, I want to give really just great luck to Drew Missick, Jonathan Rifkind, uh, Tony uh, Deruda, and Paul Borowski. Good luck to you guys uh, in the playoffs. Um, I'm pissed and I'm super upset, and uh, I really appreciate y'all listening to me. Um, good luck in the uh, in uh, week 15. We hope y'all get it done and get those championships. do it tune in tomorrow for some last minute news and notes from daniel and our dfs episode for the week remember to email your start sit uh questions to us immediately at the tckpod at gmail.com email and the dm us on instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod make sure to follow our ig stories as always throughout the weekend for game day updates and good luck in week 15 get to that championship game y'all good luck for dana sancato and ryan curly para i'm scott guasco and we are thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.